0: So Hanukkah, one of the most uh, famous questions that is asked with regards to Hanukkah is the question of the Beis Yos, of the Beis Yosef has asked the question, and the question is the language of Chazal, the language of the sages that we say in Igmar and Shabbos, in the Brisa, that they found a jug of oil, one particular jug of oil that was sealed with the seal of the high priest, with the Koyangadol. Kaviyasha says this is the oil that they were, they anointed kings and priests. They found this one jug of oil that would potentially last for one night as it was prepared for the longest night of the winter. And instead of lasting for one night, it lasted for eight nights. And that's the story of Hanukkah. We celebrate the eight nights of Hanukkah corresponding to the eight days of the miracle. So the question is, it's not eight days of miracle. There's only seven days of miracle because if they had enough oil to last for one night, then it's a seven-day miracle, not an eight eight-day miracle. So why eight days? This is the question. This is the famous question that's asked by the basios. The basios himself gives a few answers. So one answer is, for example, that they divided when they immediately they found this jug of oil that wouldn't wouldn't be able to last for one night. Incidentally, there's a version in the in the Shiltas that says that it wouldn't even last for one night. But assuming that the the, the more known version is that it would it would have lasted for one night, they realized that they wouldn't able to produce fresh pure oil <coughs> for another seven days, eight days. So they divided to begin with, they divided the oil into eight to eighths, and every night they live an eighth. But then the question of that is that the mitzvah generally in the in the base of mikdash, is to do everything in its fullest amount tell me, it does so you have to give it its full amount so you can't fill up a, a jug you can't fill up the menorah not complete so then another answer is that every night it lit they filled it up completely the first night but every night only an eighth of, of the oil was burnt so that means that it was miraculous oil it was magical oil <clears throat> that's also a question because the Torah says you have to have shaman zayis, you have to have olive oil, which is natural oil. So much so that the Gemara talks about, the sages talk about a question, if they found wheat. The Gemara Menachis talks about if it was wheat that was, that was flown in, that was brought through a wind. Whether it's magical wheat that came from heaven, metaphorically, or it was wheat that was pushed from another side, from another direction, from another place, was lifted up and brought down. So we, there, certainly there's an idea that it has to be natural. So if it's miraculous, oil, then it's not natural. And there's many, many, many answers to this question. Maybe the first night was a celebration for the war that they were victorious, and the seven days of the seven days for the miracles of the oil. In fact, there's a there's a safer, there's a book, it's called Neilome, A Candle to A Hundred, which explains over a hundred answers I was given. And the truth is, many, many answers, many, many answers given throughout the ages to this f- famous question. And sometimes when you find a question that's answered with various different answers, and certainly tens of answers, hundreds of answers, this is actually a sign, an indication, that on a very deep level, there is no answer to this question. If it's a straightforward question, and there's a simple answer, then that's the answer. But if there's many answers, then maybe none of them are the answers, and none of them are the correct answer, or the full answer. Which means on on a more deeper level, we'll try to understand this, is that Hanukkah is really connected to a place of question. What that means exactly, we'll explain soon, but it's connected to a particular di- idea of a question, a light, an oil, a light, a divine light that penetrates and is revealed even in the place of a question, as we'll explain. In general, this would, this is going to be connected with the oyer as the hidden light. The hidden light that was revealed in the beginning of creation, the day one of creation, when Hashem said, let it be light, there was a light that was revealed, and this light was eventually concealed, and we'll see where that light is, becomes revealed. An answer that is given, which will help us understand what Hanukkah is, an answer that's given by the Rebbe, and the Kutusichas, the Rebbe, is that the miracle of, and this is the most clean answer, is that the miracle was not a miracle in the oil itself, which then becomes problematic for various reasons, and there's a lot of alum, there's a lot of conversation about this, Rabchaim on this. And the answer is that it was not in the oil itself, but the miracle was in the f- flame, in the light itself. That the light was a very particular light, and this light did not consume. Where do we find a light, a fire that does not consume? That is the light that we find by the story of the snap, the burning bush. Um, a Moshe sees. That that he, he stops to pause to see this great wonder, the wonder where there's a flame that's burning in the, that's burning in this thorn bush, this sna and the in inukal and the and the thorn bush is not being consumed. This is something that he observes and he stops to see this, and he's, and he's revealed to him this light. what is this type of light? This is a light that exists without the consumption of something else. The czar actually explains the famous piece in the Zohar, explains that every candle, every flame, in fact, has at least two, there's three, there's four, there's even five levels. But the first simple two levels of a flame is that there's a part of the flame that's touching the wick. That's part of connected to the psilo, connected to the wick. That part of the flame, which is the red and the blue, and the colorings of the flame that changes, that is the part of the flame that in order for it to exist, it needs to consume something else. That's one type of fire that the Zara calls a lower fire or tikhla a fire that consumes and destroys. And then there's a higher fire. When you look at a flame, you see that there's a glow, so to speak, on top of the flame itself, over the flame, like a white halo, that's a glow. And the Zara says that flame doesn't is not attached to wick, therefore it's not also attached to the, to the oil itself or whatever it's consuming. And what that represents is an oil a higher type of fire. A fire that, in order for it to exist, does, need, does not need to consume something else. That is the fire. And the Tzadik also explains in other places in the beginning of Shmos, the Tzadik says that that's the fire that's connected to the Aragon, is the hidden light. When the Torah speaks about the beginning of creation, the Torah speaks about the creation of light. Or the Torah says the word or five times. Rakiya five times. The Torah speaks of something in symbolic of five, and that. The idea five corresponds to the five times the word sneh. The thorn bush appears in the story of Moshe encountering the thorn bush. And this represents that at the sneh, what, what did Moshe experience? Moshe experienced the the light, a fire, a flame, a fire of God, a fire of Hashem, that did not consume, an ash, a fire that did not consume. And that is the same light, that light that was revealed, that higher flame, that higher fire, that was revealed to Moshe the burning bush. That's the exact fire that Klal the people of Israel, experienced in the story of Hanukkah. In the story of Hanukkah where there was a story where the oil that would last theoretically for one day lasted for eight days, why? Because it was a revealing of a a light that does not consume and that was revealed for eight days. This is the answer. Let's try to unpack this answer a little bit and understand it within the greater context of what Hanukkah is. How is it related to Hanukkah? What is the connection between the light that was revealed by the Snah by the burning bush? What is its connection to Hanukkah itself? Like what's the connection? Why particularly that light is revealed in the story of Hanukkah? And in general, we have to think about Hanukkah. When we think about Hanukkah, the story of the miracles, Baha'u'llah, that the, it was established for days of praise and thanksgiving because of the story of this, of the of the oil that lasted for eight days. This itself is also quite interesting and puzzling because we know that, um, first of all, we know that there were 10 miracles, Mishnah says in Avis, and that there were 10 miracles that happened in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, in the Beis HaMikdash, in the temple, is actually Machalik. The the most Rosh Hashanah Rashi tries to say that it was only the time of the first Beis HaMikdash. But clearly, there was also miracles in time in the second, base of migdash certainly certain midrashim, and Digmar speaks about Shizalik like, There was certain miracles that happened. so why <coughs> why make a big deal about this miracle that happened that the oil lasted for eight days? so who cares? So I mean, it's a, it's an interesting story and it's an interesting part of our history that something miraculous happened. But why, particularly for this event, was such an important event in, in history that it was established forever? Not only for today, but even for the future, even Loshon loving This is a this is a established. Hanukkah is will be an eternal holiday forever, like Mish- and Mishle says that <laughs> we celebrate the idea of Hanukkah, this miracle. Why, particularly, this miracle is such an important miracle that it's celebrated for all time. This is similar to the question: Whenever we celebrate a particular miracle, why this miracle? For example, when we talk about Sukkot, Sukkot represents the time that we celebrate the miracle of of the Ananay Hakavod if we say that it means the, the, symbolically the clouds of glory, not the, the booths themselves, then the question is, why that miracle? When we left Egypt, when we celebrate the miracle of the clouds of glory, like the Bacchus and other places, why don't we celebrate the, the well of Miriam? Or why don't we celebrate the, the month? So this is the same question, like, what is this event that happened that is so important that the, the oil lasted for eight days? And because of that, it's important that we celebrate for eight days a celebration. Special holiday Hanukkah. So to understand this, we have to understand a little bit what was going on at that time period. So Hanukkah, the story of Hanukkah happens in the mid in the midpoint in two hundred seven. The the years of the second base of mikdash, the second the second temple. The second base of mikdash is very interesting in contrast to the first base of mikdash. The first base of mikdash, the first temple. Which was built by was gathered the material by David and then was built by King King Solomon. King Solomon was done in the time of the prophets, the times of the Neviim. The second base of and also in the time of Tanakh, the time when the Torah or the Neviim, the prophets were, were that existed. The second base of Migdash was built by people. It was the Seifa Nivuah. It was the end of the base of, times of, t- ends of the times of prophecy. The 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 end of the prophecy, and the end of the completion of Torah of the canonical text. Torah the books of prophecy were coming to a close. In fact, the Chazal speak about the story of Purim that it's a that the end of all the miracles. The says Why is it called the end of all the miracles, Purim? Because the story of Purim is the final. Is is written in written in the final writings of the Torah which means that it's still part of the canonical text, part of the the twenty-four sacred text, which was, that's the end. That's the story of Purim. Hanukkah, the story of, Han- <coughs> the story of Hanukkah begins, is a story where it's the end of prophecy. It's the beginning of the rise of the revealing of Torah Shabbat, particularly Torah Shabbat, the oral traditions, the beginning of the rise of the Mishnah, it's the beginning of the rise of the sages, which means the Torah the oral tradition. The difference between Torah and Torah, 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 Torah the, the written Torah, the, the Torah that's revealed through prophecy, is a transmission from above to below, which means that the person surrenders, <coughs> the prophet surrenders, and the prophecy reveals. When when they, when they the people want to know a particular law, and they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and says, what should we do about this particular thing about inheritance issue? Well, she says that stand here and and I'll, I'll let me hear what Hashem has to say. Which means it's prophecy. The revelation is from top down. What happens now with the beginning of Torah? i had the oral tradition. Now begins a process where it's it's the dialogue instead of Hashem dialing to us through us in prophecy. Now we're dialing back in dialogue to Hashem. We're talking back to Hashem. So that's that's the the relationship goes from top down to bottom up. That is Torah. <coughs> that is Torah. That is the oral tradition. That means that the Torah is going to reveal through our seichel, through our intelligence. When it speaks about in the beginning of creation that the, there was a creation of the אור of this primordial light, this hidden light. So the the, the medrash and the Balshantav brings us down where was this light, Niknas, then it was concealed. This light was concealed after the first day of creation, which in the first day of cre- cre- creation of, of it was concealed. Where was this concealed? It was concealed, particularly in the Torah, but in more specifically in Torah Shavupeh, in the oral tradition. There were 20, 36 hours that Adam, Arishan, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, the primordial beings were bathed in this light of Oragonos in the beginning of the story of of their creation before the chetet before the sin of the, eating from the tree of knowledge, which is they were they were created. There was five. There was twelve hours on Friday and the twenty four hours of Shabbos. While <clears throat> that night, it was it was only light. It was light of the of the hidden light before it was hidden. So the thirty six hours that Adam and Eve were bathed, bathed Adam and Eve were bathed in this light. correspond. this light was then drawn down and revealed and concealed within the thirty six in the Torah Shabbat in the, in the Torah Shabbat. And in the Torah, in the oral tradition, specifically in the 36 tractates of Shas of the Talmud, which means that the light of the Origon was revealed in the in, Torah, in Torah, particularly in the Talmud Bavli, in the Babylonian Talmud. <coughs> Bavli, Bavl generally, because I'll speak about Bavl, as called a a place of darkness, that the, the thoughts are through darkness the Gemara says that that there, there is a in a place of darkness that's says which is a place of darkness that's the Babylonian Talmud bubble comes from a Bilbil, a bottle uh, mixed up which means this lack of clarity the nation that walks in um in, in darkness and sees a great light so the Medrash Tanchuma and says that that refers to Talmud Bavli, the Babylonian Talmud, which means that it's the Makkah it's the light that penetrates in the place of darkness. Now Hanukkah, are gonna get let's back get to back to Hanukkah, which incidentally, okay, the thirty six the thirty six hours, the thirty six tractates is also incidentally that is not incidentally but it's also the thirty six lights that we the cumulative lights candles or flames that we light throughout Hanukkah. So one plus two plus three, four, five plus six plus seven six plus eight is 36. So the 36 lights that we kindle on Hanukkah correspond to the 36 hours that Al were bathed in the, in the primordial light of Oire which was concealed within the 36 tractates of the Talmud. What does it say? What is it so important? And why is Hanukkah so important? Precisely because of this reason. Because in the times of Tanakh, in the times of the Navim, in the times of the prophecy, when there was clear prophecy, there was clear direction. It was it was clear hasharas hashkina. It was clear the the, the presence of the shkina was present with kolisol in the base of English, in the temple and throughout all, all Israel when we, where kolisol was. Then it was there was a, there was it was clear that the shkina was with us. Once once it began, the place of choisha became. Once the canon, once, the, once there was a canonization of of the Torah. And the Torah was already closed, so to speak. The Torah Shibik Sav, the revealing of the Torah Shibik Sav, of the written Torah was closed, and you were in the middle of the second base of English, second base of English time, which is a time already from below to above. The story of Hanukkah and the reason why it's such become such an important story is because it was a confirmation. The story of Hanukkah was a confirmation that the it was it was a confirmation on the entire. The building of the second Beis HaMikdash, that there was Ashraf HaShchina, that the Shkina was present on that. And that's why it was a Chinuch, it was an inauguration. Also, in the idea of an inauguration of the Mizbeach or the Beis HaMikdash, it was an inauguration, a confirmation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem's presence is resting in this place. And not only that Hashem's presence is resting in this place, that Hashem's presence is resting with us. Because this was a, this is a top-down relationship in Torah Shabal Peh. And even the story of the victory of Hanukkah. The victory of Hanukkah is when a few people together, not through prophecy, decided to go do battle with the Assyrian Greeks, which is which is something that's coming through their own intelligence, through their own un- understanding of life. And and the, the story of Hanukkah, the revealing of the miracle of the eight days, was the revealing of this Oregon as this hidden light that was revealed. That Hashem says that Hashem revealed to us that the Shina's light is present with us in this story. In our lives, in the place of gullus, in the place of darkness, in the place of mamatul from below to above. The Rambam in Hilchas Chanukah, the Rambam, when he talks about the mitzvah of hanukkah and the importance of, of this of lighting of the candles, the Rambam says that mitzvah chanaka chaviv ad ma'oi. The mitzvah chanaka is very chaviv, is very precious. It's very precious, precious mitzvah. Tois is also in, in sukkah involved. Taisis asks a question. It says the Gemara talks about zman, about the bracha that you have to make of shachiyonu, and then the Gemara says that on Hanukkah you also have to make a bracha, a special blessing, when you see the menorah. There's a saray, there's a There's a bracha that you have to see when you see the menorah. You should make a blessing <sighs> if you're not going to light. That's already an argument among the poskim. If you're not going to light later on, if you know if you know that it's impossible for you to light a menorah, and if you see the menorah and it's late at night then you're not going to light a later, then you should just make the birchas Some say maybe even if you don't. Even if you're going to light, but when you light, even when you light at home, wherever you light, you, you also have to make a birch. Not only do you make a bracha on the blessing for lighting the candles, which is a regular bracha, a blessing, but you also make a specific blessing for seeing the candle. For for bircharai, has asked the question: where, how come we don't find this idea of making a blessing and seeing and seeing a mitzvah with any other mitzvah? There's no mitzvah, there's no mitzvah of, of when you see the suk, when you see the sukkah or you see the lulav. You should make a bracha on the seeing of the lulav. They, or you see the sukkah, which reminds you on The, the You should make a bracha, a blessing for seeing the. Nanakavid. You don't. You don't do that. Only by Hanukkah, says Taisus. Why? One, the first reason that Taisus gives, and that's the acre reason, that's the main reason Taisus says, is because Chavivus anas, That there's There's a. There's a. There's preciousness to this miracle. So Hanukkah is connected with something that is very precious. With the preciousness, with chavivus. Um this is the, this is the this is the famous also answer that um, that that asked talk about this question of why is it that uh, really technically tumah they they could have lit the menorah even if they're impure with impure oil because when it's a public issue then it's pushed aside but it's chavivus Hashem wants show its preciousness that I want you to do it in the correct way therefore I'm going to perform this miracle for you. Rabshin Shimon the Rashbi says at the end of the Gemara Megillah, there's a quote from the Rashbi and in, in, in the track of tractate Megillah Chavtas Aleph. The Gemara, the, the, the Rashbi says, wherever the precious is Israel. Shall come back and shall go. wherever wherever they go, the Shechinah is with them. So we see the Khavivus. The preciousness is." that it's a mitzvah chaviva, it's a chaviva sanes, it's precious mitzvah, it's a preciousness, precious miracle. <coughs> What's the preciousnesses? The preciousness, the is that Hashem says the shechina will be with you and present with you even in the place of exile. That is that is the story of Hanukkah. The story of Hanukkah is the revealing that even in the place where it's the beginning of exile, in the second base of Midrash, it doesn't have the same light that was revealed doesn't have the or and doesn't have the R and doesn't have the same light that was revealed in the first place in English, which was a light that came down from above from below here in the place where below, below to above even in this place even here even in the place of the darkness Hashem says I'm going to rest with you and be with you I'm going to show you that I'm there that's what Hanukkah becomes such an important yomtif in, in, in the story of the sneh in the story of the burning bush when when Moisha asks, um, what's, his, what's the name? What's the name that's revealed by the snap? What's the name should I tell, call Yisrael, that you will be redeemed with? Hashem says, "Eka asher ekka. I will be who I will be, or I am who I am. <coughs> the more I will be, who I will be. Rashi brings down Chazal. And what does it mean? What is this name, Eka? Aleph, Hei, Yudin, Hei. What is this name? What is the sacred name of Hashem? Which means that I will be, I'm with them now in their exile. I will be with them in the future exile. This is the name that has to be revealed. Which means that what what was revealed to Moshe at the Sneh, at the burning bush, the burning bush was a, was a paradoxical experience because normally fire consumes that's number one, and here the fire was not consuming the bush, but here the in addition to that here was a fire of the presence of the Shekhinah of life, this was the presence of the of the shekhinah, which is life and giving, and, and 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 furthering, and where was this light revealed in the Sneh, in the thorny bush, but the thorny bush did not become not a non-thorny bush, it didn't become a, a bush of flowers, it still remained a thorny bush. Like Chazal says, the Medrash says, it's a was contracted itself, himself, itself, into the place of the place of the sned, the place of the thorny bush, and the thorny bush remains a, a place of thorns, and it's still prickly. And in there is revealed the name of Eke, because what is the name Alev Hayyud what is this name of Ekka? I will be this is the name that the Shihara speaks about this, whether it's this name of Kesser or name of Bina, but the, if it's the idea of Kesser, it's a nice it's it's something that contains opposite. It, it's a revealing of the light of the Shechina in the place of the exile, the exile is still exile. and callm Imam, which even the place where they're in exile, the Shina's present with them. But it doesn't take away the fact that it's an exile. it's still it's still harsh and it's still hard. And It's still difficult and still a place of darkness, and and the recognition that Hashem is there, that Sheb Ekka is there, that the name of Hashem is there in the place of the exile. That's why when Khazal say the sages say that the next year, kavon the next year they established the days of Hanukkah, with halo, with, halo, with singing halo, and Hoido with giving praise, thanksgiving and praise, praise, halal. Is numerically is 65, which is the name of Aleph, Da'ale, Nun, Yud, Adnai, which is the name of Hashem that represents the Din, the Aleph and the Din, the, the name of Hashem in the place of Din, a place of constriction. And Hoidah, the word Hoidah, which is to, to be grateful, is numerically is 21. And 20, <laughs> 21 is the numeric value of the Hashem Eke, which is the name of Aleph, Hay, Yud, Hay. Which is the 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 quality of Yodoh, The quality of Hanukkah is to give, is to be grateful, and not only to be grateful. Like the Rambam sp- speaks about this idea of gratefulness is reflected not only in a posture of being of of, of saying being grateful, but in the expression of lighting the menorah. It is itself also part of gratitude. And a deeper this the idea of gratitude. Is not only to 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 speak gratitude and to an act of gratitude, to, but to be in a posture of gratitude, to be in a posture of of, of of tremendous gratitude. This is what this is what the of Hanukkah. This is the light of Hanukkah, is that it's a light. It's the name of Hashem, the name Shem Eka, even in the place where there is a shaila, there's a question, like we said before. This is a question that was asked by the Beis of why we celebrate for eight days, and a tremendous amount of answers that was given to this question. And the very deep answer is that it's Hanukkah is the light that is, reveals itself in the place of the question. The question is still a question. Question, the Bnei speaks about in Talmud enough, that question, the idea of a question is a type of alienation. A question is a, place of, is a place of exile, is a place of estrangement. And that is the light that's revealed in Hanukkah, even in the place of Golas, even in the place of exile. There's, a, there's, a, there's the name of Hashem, and that's why Hanukkah becomes an essential, a, a tremendously essential a Yom Tov holiday because it represents us klal soul in the time of in the time of galus. That we rec- the recognition that Hashem's presence is with us, that the name Ekka is with us, that the Shekhinah's presence is with us, and that's why it becomes the most essential holiday, particularly in times of times of exile, and that's why symbolically. The, the the symbol of a Jew, the symbol that Jews always had as a symbolic image was, if they used an image, and obviously this is complicated to use an image, but if they wanted to symbolize that here was, let's say, for example, a Jew that was buried. If you look at the catacombs in Rome, you'll see that it was not a Mug and David. This is more a relatively more modern, modern last few hundred years, maybe four, four, five hundred years, where this was revealed as the Mug and David, as a seal of David, as as the as a symbol of a, of a symbolic of a Jew. But the real the earlier symbol of Jew, of Jew, and that' was done in all in all shuls, et cetera, etc, it was always a menorah. The menorah, because the menorah, the candelabra, which is Hanukkah represents Hashem's presence, the light of Hashem's presence that exists in the place of darkness, in the place of Heisha, in the place of exile, the awareness that even though we're in exile and we're not in a state of, of freedom and we're not in a state of, of world redemption, certainly on, on a global level, that the world is not in a complete redemptive state, and Klalysol sometimes feels oppressed, or feels uh, threatened, or any type of persecution, whether it's real or it's an imaginative, but the, the deeper understanding of Hanukkah, and therefore it becomes such a precious holiday, it's chavivim, it's precious, is we call, the recognition that Hashem is with us. And on, on a personal level, not only in on a collective level, we always have to remember Collectively, that Hashem is always with us. The Shekhin is always with us. Kolanim Amirashi, the Shekhinah is also going through our the suffering and the pain that we're experiencing is experiencing with us. And we're never alone. We're never alone. Uh, 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 we're never alone collectively, and we're never alone individually. It's, never, it's not possible for a person to be alone. This is the st- story of Hanukkah. This is the oil of Hanukkah. This is the light of Hanukkah that penetrates into such a deep way. And we recognize that. And we live with this Haida with, with with this recognition of the awareness of Hashem's presence with us, and all the time, all the time, we're always in a posture of gratitude. Maybe we're not grat gratif- We're not we're not grateful for every situation that we're in. Maybe not yet, but certainly we'll be grateful in every situation we are. in. And this is the light of Hanukkah. We should have a wonderful, beautiful, lichtige Hanukkah.